Hey, everybody. Bob WP. We are back with Do the Woo, episode 52. I am joined by my guest, or I should say co-host, the one and only Brad Williams. I'm like a, I'm like a guest that won't go away. I'm your permanent guest, Bob. <laughs> it's fine. I see where I sit. It's okay. Yeah. I'm doing good. Yeah. Doing good. How are you doing, Bob? I'm doing good, except I my brain obviously is not working well this morning. But um, other than that, uh, yeah, I I I I just expect you to keep me on track during this entire conversation since I've already um, blown it out of the um, box here. So. Those are some lofty expectations, but I will do my best. (laughs) (laughs) Pressure's on. Yeah. Well, pretty excited about this particular episode. Uh, I have with me Rowan from Wisdom Labs. Now, Wisdom Labs is... um, Wow. I've I've known about them for quite some time and uh, written about them and and made some relationships there, and I thought it was time to get them on because they are quite involved with the WooCommerce space. Rowan, how are you doing, and welcome to the show. Uh, thanks, Bob. Thanks, Brad, and uh, thanks for having me on the show. Cool. Well, we always start with this question, which gives you the opportunity to tell everybody kind of what you do with WooCommerce. You know, it's how do you do the Woo? So what does it kind of bring to the WooCommerce space? Okay, great. So, so Bob, uh, we essentially are a WordPress uh, development agency come uh, products uh, shop. And uh, we have a 100-member team here in India. And uh, our, we have two focus areas. One is e-learning and other is e-commerce. Clearly, only two focus areas. And when it comes to e-commerce, it's only WooCommerce that we do. So we provide services. And uh, so we, we do custom development stuff for clients. And we also have a small small portfolio of our own plugins and uh, we've been having our plugins for the last uh, almost like six seven years now uh, starting with a free plugin that we did like long time back so typically services and product development both and products on woocommerce excellent excellent well i'm i'm totally off my game here because i i dove in without even thanking my sponsors and i'm gonna I, i'm gonna segue back to the sponsors and then i'm gonna actually uh, learn more about the journey that you did as far as, or the journey you took uh, with your business to get into the WooCommerce space. So real quick, I do want to thank WooCommerce.com as a community sponsor. Uh, We'll be talking a little bit about 4.1 later on. That's coming out. Then my works QuickBooks Sync for WooCommerce. It's a great way to automatically sync between WooCommerce and QuickBooks. So you know, if you're using QuickBooks, that's the thing to do. And then WP Security Audit Log. It's the comprehensive activity log of the change that shop managers and customers do on your shop. Uh, also, look back just a few episodes ago. We did have a chance to chat with the owner and the founder of WP Security Audit Log, uh, Robert. And I would suggest you might want to tune into that to learn a little bit more about how logs can help you. So now we're going to swing back into the conversation. And one of the things we always ask, either me or the co-host, as Brad is this time, is how did Wisdom Labs move into the WooCommerce space? Okay, so about eight years ago when we started, uh, we started typically uh, being a boutique shop uh, working out of India. 
and uh, so the most obvious choice without any destination for a services company was to look at the freelancing platforms at that time we had the likes of elans and uh, other freelancing platforms you know and we realized when we were actually scouting those platforms we realized a lot of people are actually asking for websites but they need a lot of functionality and uh, we were drawn to wordpress because uh, from uh, you know my earlier association with my earlier companies i was actually setting up wordpress websites so i was familiar with wordpress but there was also this talk about joomla and drupal there being there okay and there is always used to be those reports that would come every year whether you know who has the highest market share and wordpress was steadily gaining ground against joomla and drupal right so i realized uh, that wordpress had to be the platform that we had to work on and as we dived deeper into uh, those platforms we realized a lot of customer queries were centered around e-commerce and uh, uh, you know woocommerce had just kind of started there i think it had forked out of jigo shop i guess uh, around that time and uh, people were wanting to run websites and sell things uh, through those websites uh, especially a lot of small merchants so most of their requests and obviously the plugin uh, community or or what should i say the ecosystem was not that developed then so a lot of people were asking a lot of stuff uh, because that was not there in the base plugin uh, and so it actually opened up the opportunities at that point of time and uh, we realized that well we could uh, you know if we could delve deeper into this and specialize in this then yes we will get noticed as a specialty shop uh, doing only e-commerce at that point of time because e-learning was not in the portfolio then so that's how we got kind of uh, got drawn towards woocommerce and it's been like that uh, since those days yeah i love i love a story where um you know you're in the services world which as you know i am as well client services building out sites and really kind of narrowing your focus not just on the platform like wordpress uh, which we both work in and specialize in but then narrowing it even further into e-commerce and specifically woocommerce um it helps it certainly makes marketing easier. That's for sure. Because you have a message you're, you know, you're promoting and getting out there versus one of the challenges we always have is, yeah, we do WordPress sites. Well, what does that mean? Like it could be anything, like it could be a blog. It could be a enterprise level, massive, you know, learning management system, like some of the stuff, uh, you know, some of the LMSs you work with. So um, I, I would imagine you've seen some good success once you started focusing, you know, specifically on e-commerce, but I'm curious if you saw that immediately, if it was a, did you feel like it was a risky move at the time when you kind of really started, you know, putting your, your sites directly on e-commerce versus just anything that came in the door? So, so as such, uh, you know, we really had nothing then, so there was nothing to lose. <laughs> okay. But, <laughs> but the thing is, uh, we realized that. Uh, Where's the wisdom? <laughs> <laughs> okay. But uh, so we kind of had other pages which would talk about uh, WordPress. Uh, but I soon realized, you know, I, I come from a, a digital marketing background. So I soon realized that, well, you know, if you're going to go generic and then you're not going to have anything to talk about it because just WordPress doesn't really make sense. You know, it, WordPress can be anything to anyone. It depends on from where they are approaching WordPress. It's a e merchant and e-commerce store. If it's a teacher, then maybe a learning platform. If it's uh, someone who's arranging events, then events platform, right? So, so I realized that, uh, well, you know, by specializing, we are able to talk about it and able to uh, garner a lot of traffic. In fact, uh, very soon, I realized that those, uh, you know, the venture into the freelancing platforms is not going to work out. So we invested a lot in our website and the content part of the website. And we've been doing that since then. In fact, we have around 100,000 uh, visitors uh, coming in every month, even today. So, uh, 
so when we were actually focused on creating content it had to have a theme and uh, i realized because we were doing projects it was easy because we were actually having experiences talking to clients knowing their problems so relaying the same things on our blog made very made it very easy once we started putting that kind of content out we realized that well people are actually coming back with similar queries so well there we found our match and uh, you know it just continued from there <laughs> yeah that's great i mean especially like coming you know you came in from that digital marketing background it sounds like so you cut so you knew this going into it right so you had a, a plan where i think a lot of us kind of stumble into this we don't have that marketing background necessarily which is a um we just kind of dig into this because we like building sites right we like working on the web we like you know creating really interesting things we get drawn to open source um so having more of a plan coming into it clearly has worked well for you um you know as you've grown your business around woocommerce and now into and also working with learning management systems which you know, with the current situation going on, um, is huge right now. Absolutely. You know, LMS is e-learning is, is, is it's big business because so many people are trying to pivot, um, and try to figure out how to take maybe a traditional brick and mortar business, um, online or just extend their business online or completely pivot to online as many of us are, are at home. And obviously the world's changing. Um, so maybe we could talk on LMSs a little bit and how you kind of dug into that and where you kind of see that going, given you know the state of where we're at today. So started with LMSs just because obviously there was a client who approached us. He says, you know what, uh, I want to sell courses, but I want to teach them and I want to ha- I want to run that along with the job side. I was like, oh man, you want to do too many things. So we then uh, you know kind of started delving into it and uh, figuring out exactly what's the solution because we had never ventured out of WooCommerce till then. So the only thing we knew was WordPress, WooCommerce, and a few more plugins uh, that were generic and which we used to work with, things like themes and all. Uh, uh, but then this this client was like adamant that, no, it has to be an e-learning site. So then we, st- we searched and we stumbled across LearnDash, which, was, uh, already, which had already launched. And it looked like a, a very rickety plugin then, but uh, we said, well, it could probably do the job and we would have to do some customizations. And we did that project. It was a b- very big one. And uh, obviously, in our typical style, we started writing about that project. Uh, and very soon, we were actually having inquiries. So, so it became a natural progression. And as we grew, you know, somewhere uh, at the end, uh, you know, somewhere at the bottom of my heart, I also feel that being associated with education is very noble as compared to just saying that I earn money. Okay. So, at when, when you are working in a very democratized uh, way of e-learning, especially given the open source uh, products uh, in our ecosystem, it fe- it felt like, you know, you are empowering a lot of people out there who are actually going and creating great minds or educating great minds. So it kind of rhymed with uh, us and uh, we said, well, you know, it is also having that emotional element. Plus, we're seeing a lot of uh, interest. So why not really deep dive into this? And we then ended up creating a lot of plugins also in the LearnDash ecosystem. So today we have a good amount of plugins and a significant amount of business coming from that uh, uh, segment of our business. This episode is brought to you by WP Security Audit Log. We all know the importance of your WooCommerce store and security. And when you keep track of everything through logs, the end product is security. But having those logs for your store is so much more. Their comprehensive activity logs that you can use with WooCommerce keeps you on top of what is going on with your shop managers and your team. 
You'll be able to monitor and record when they make changes to products, orders, and coupons. And notably, it will help you with your store compliances. They make it easy to troubleshoot if there's something going on. In fact, you'll be able to configure emails and instant SMS notifications to get alerted of critical changes. Want to take that step further? You'll see who is logged in and what changes are being made in real time. And if needed, you can manage, limit, block, and even terminate any user sessions. This is perfect for memberships or subscription sites as it can help you control limitations to single user access. There's a number of reports you can generate from the activity logs, and in a nutshell, you can stay on top of it all. What is going on and when. From that, your site will benefit from the added security. So keep safe and secure and check out what they have to offer over at wpsecurityauditlogit.com. Now let's head on back to the show. Yeah, I mean, I we we've you know done some pretty extensive work with LMSs and e-learning, and and it's actually um, I I th- I think it's fun. Um, I you know I, I know everyone might have a different look on building out systems like that, but I think um, it's interesting. It's fun, and it's so unique to the client that you're working with. Um, in a sense, like it doesn't mean the platforms or the plugins that you're using is necessarily unique, but the way you configure it, it's never the same from one client to the other. One, you know, you're always, and I think as you know, engineers, developers, like the the idea of problem solving. It's a different type of problem solving, but you're still solving problems, which is interesting and fun, I think. So, um, I mean, we've built some pretty interesting systems. I've seen other ones that people built. I'm sure your team has built some pretty amazing stuff, but it's just, you know, and, and really kind of look at the big picture um, again with what's going on. It's just like really the sky's the limit. I feel like many, many institutions, whether it's, you know, school, educational or even corporations and enterprise are really kind of reevaluating you know, what can they do online? And, and I think they're realizing that it's, it's not as big of a lift as they might think it is. I know there's some massive systems out there that you can pay tons of money every single month and have access to, and those work great, but those are a, a deal breaker for many people just because the cost is so prohibitive. So you come to something like WordPress, um, you look at like WooCommerce, you look at some of the different LMS integrations, um, you know, and, and, and you can have a pretty robust system for a fraction of the cost and it's not necessarily ongoing besides maybe, you know, basic maintenance support and some, some pretty minimal licensing costs around those, those plugins and services. So I feel like there's just a, a lot of opportunity in the e-learning space right now, specifically because of everything that's going on. And once we're past this and hopefully it's sooner rather than later, but once we're past this, it's not going to go back to the exact same way it was. Everyone's going to have to have an e-learning contingency plan, especially the schools to fall back on. So, um, so I'm curious, have you seen, I guess my point that I'm trying to get to in a long way, um, you know, how, how have you seen that side of the house grow in terms of the services since you've started offering it on LMSs? Is it, has it been growing pretty steadily? Have you gotten significantly more requests just in the past couple months versus, you know, the past year or two? I'm curious what you're seeing on your side in terms of the LMS growth. Past couple of months uh, has been a delusion, traffic wise, inquiries wise, and also product sales wise. Because everyone is waking up to the new normal, right? They can't leave their homes. They have to still get their uh, work done. And education is very important. Schools are shut. Uh, they are uh, clamoring to get to something that is that that they can kind of hold on to. Uh, a lot of uh, training organizations uh, who are doing things like uh, blended learning or uh, in classroom trainings, things like that. They have suddenly they have to move online. 
companies have to work uh, run and they have to educate their people they have to get them to task so everyone needs uh, good platforms for e learning so and the thing is that like you said brad you know a lot of platforms exist out there but a lot of them could be extremely complicated especially for people who are uninitiated and that's why they are looking for simpler solutions things that are more manageable and maintainable so on that uh, front of the business uh, in the last two months we've seen like on the traffic front it's been around 40 to 45% uh, jump just on the traffic front so it's a significant uh, uh, you know interest out there in the world uh, for this yeah and i i know um you mentioned as part of kind of the marketing and an effort to to grow awareness of your company and what you're doing as you're blogging um which is you know, I'm a big fan of, um, I think naturally when you first start getting into WordPress, at least in the early days, like it was a blog, right? So you kind of get into it because you're interested in blogging or maybe you're helping somebody with a blog. And obviously it's grown a lot since then, but at the core of WordPress, it's just a great, um, you know, content management system. It's a great tool to write content. And it's literally the easiest thing you can do from a marketing standpoint you know, it's sweat, sweat equity, right? It's, it's, you're, it's not necessarily a cost unless you're hiring a writer, but it's, I mean, that's exactly how we got started at web dev studios. Like if you go back on our blog and go back to like 2008, like I was just writing about anything that I thought was interesting just to get some content out there. And it, whether it didn't even necessarily have anything to do with what we were doing. And I'm not suggesting that now, but I mean, it was just to get content on the site. And then when we really started to narrow our focus into WordPress, um, we just started writing about everything we were learning um, things we were building, events we were attending. And um, it's always been a big part of our company um, to make sure that we have a very active blog to make sure our developers and our entire team um, contributes to it in some way, because it's a good way to share knowledge, to be thought leaders, to get leads and just to help out. Like, I don't expect everybody that reads our blog is going to hire us. Um, but it sounds like that's actually been a very good marketing strategy for you as well. And I'm assuming also within e-learning and, um, you know, I, I like the way your blog's set up where you can just kind of go right into the the type of content, you know, is it WordPress, is it e-commerce, is it e-learning, is it LearnDash? You can just get right to what you're looking for right, uh, right on your blog. So I would imagine when you talk about traffic being up, I would expect the majority of that traffic is probably coming in through your blog. Is that true? Well, yes, absolutely. It's certainly. In fact, uh, you know, uh, when it comes to the blog, uh, the idea is not just to use it as a marketing tool. It is actually to disseminate education, the learnings that we've had. And we see a lot of developers actually coming and browsing our site because uh, being developers, we also tend to write a lot about uh, those kind of things that we've worked on. So uh, there are there are uh, in-depth articles about doing particular thing this way. And then we will, we will even give code snippets and things like that. So I see a lot of people actually uh, loving the content for that. And I know that many of them, most of them would never be our customers unless until they have clients looking for something similar. But still, it's fine because, you know, you feel that, you know, that that is one way of contributing, right? And uh, so I'm happy that we do that. Yeah. And we've been doing that so far. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's just a lot of wins to doing that. Like you said, thought leaders, marketing, um, it, it, it puts you out there, too, is when you're looking to, to hire talent and recruit. Um as someone might remember, oh yeah, I remember them. They had a great article that really helped me out, you know, that I learned a lot from. So, you know, it's, I'm a big proponent of that. Plus it, it, it gets you, it, you know, it, it kind of forces you to continue to, to eat your own dog food, if you will, like continue to use WordPress for what it's meant for, which is creating content. 
um, at its core. And a lot of times, especially, you know, those of us running businesses or as things grow, we get away from actually using the software that we're selling and talking about all the time. We, we stop using it, you know, because we get busy. So I think it's good to kind of, re, you know, remind yourself of, of that and go back and use the tool, right? Experience it as your users are experiencing it and be comfortable with it. And it, and it ultimately will help you, your business, the communication, sales, everything across the board. Um, so I really like what you're doing over there. I do want to touch on the product side because you're, you're one of those companies that, um, a bit of a unicorn in a sense, because you're doing services and you're doing products and and both very well. And I think that's a very tough thing to nail. Um, I've been trying to do it for 10 years and we're still not, still haven't figured it out. So I'd love to know (laughs) how do you, how do you balance the services, the client services side with the product side? Is it completely separate teams? Do they not talk to each other? Is it just people bouncing back and forth? Because at the end of the day, when there's, you know, the struggle we've always had when there's client issues, you know, it's a client issue and it's all hands on deck. We've got to fix it. But a lot of times the first thing you drop is the product side. So I'm curious how you've, how you've, you know, set that up to be really successful. Uh, so I would say we are moderately successful first up, uh, but but then I, I know I've seen uh, you know I've been following you. I know your profile. It's it's very similar to ours. <laughs> I, I understand where you're coming from here. Okay. So the thing is, we learned it the hard way. Uh, so obviously, like any services company who actually does a client project, they think that well, you know, have they have something uh, up their sleeve here. You know, they have done this thing. Oh, this could be a great product. <laughs> and, and, you know, you're thinking, uh, well, you know, what I'm going to launch and this is going to be the next big thing in the world. And, well, those were the kind of thoughts uh, we had uh, when we actually completed some of the services projects, which we thought could become uh, good good plugins. In fact, the first plugin that we wrote for WooCommerce, uh, that was the product inquiry plugin. We have a free version of it. Uh, that's the version that we launched uh, like six years ago. Uh, it, it actually came from our client requirement because they wanted to run some something like a, a, a you know non non selling site, just a catalog only site, and and we did something over there where we were able to catch uh, capture inquiries, and we thought, well, you know what, this seems to be a really nifty plugin and a really nifty way of uh, figuring out you know how how to get leads, and then we said, okay, fine, let's do a plugin, and we did the plugin, and uh, like that, we had a few more plugins coming in, and we kept on increasing our portfolio. Only to realize later on that, well, this kind of jugglery between services and products is very, very difficult. Okay. Like you said, you know, when there's a problem, uh, everyone rushes to the client and then when product is taking taking a backseat. Yep. We, we realize that uh, through sheer, uh, what should I say, stumbling across that problem over and over again. And then we, we figured it out that, well, it is not going to work like this. Okay. You have to understand that this is a separate business and services is a separate business. So, Separate the teams out. Let them talk at knowledge level. Let them share knowledges, uh, knowledge, but but don't don't make them, don't force them to kind of help each other, where, where, especially on the work front. And that is where uh, you know things started to fall in line. Uh, slowly and gradually, we've also realized that well, launching a product is not as simple as just having the code ready with you. It's a completely different ballgame. I would never advise anyone to launch a product just because they have the code ready with them because they need to they need to have the wherewithal to actually go and market that product to make sure that it stands against the competition that is it has in the market and that they are able to back it up with additional development, additional marketing, additional money that they put behind marketing that uh, product. So that's a huge amount of effort. So for the reasons of marketing, I would say that yeah. I would I would not value the code that I have at my disposal. I would first evaluate whether there is a huge opportunity 
whether I can do the marketing, whether it fits into what I'm doing right now. And if all of those questions are answered and affirmative, then only I'll think about venturing into it. This is like a person who has burnt his hands, you know, he's talking. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a, actually a really good point because, yeah, having the product ready to go and, and to start selling it um, is maybe... 50% there, right? Like, and I think a lot of people forget about that. Not only you have to have a way to sell, you have to have the marketing, the content, you have to have great videos and screenshots. You have to have, uh, you have to be ready for support because people buy it. Guess what? They're going to need help. And if you're not responsive, they're going to want a refund. So they got to have the support angle. Um, it's a lot. I mean, even just releasing a plugin on wordpress.org for free, um, is maybe, maybe the plugin gets you closer to 75% there, but there's still that you know, documentation, a readme file and screenshots and all that stuff. You have to get ready, the different assets for the the listing on wordpress.org that a lot of people overlook. Um, and that is honestly what can really set you apart from a really polished, premium, awesome looking plugin to one that no one's going to download because it looks like you just threw it up there with a little bit of text. There's no screenshots. There's no, you know, it's not a nice looking image or, you know, the, the cover image and things like that. So, I, I think you've nailed it by saying the teams need to be separated. That's where we've stumbled from time to time in our many attempts to kind of, you know, we have a couple of premium plugins, but certainly not a significant part of what we do. Um, and I think that's, you know, the, the, the few shops and agencies I know that do both, that's exactly what they do. They have separate teams. They share knowledge. Um, you know, they're not separated completely, but they're sharing knowledge, but they're not working on the same stuff. And that kind of eliminates the, the uh, the 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 option of just grabbing someone and say hey this client needs some help go help them if they don't know anything about it how are they going to help right so so yeah good point this episode is brought to you by MyWorks QuickBooks Sync for WooCommerce integration now if you use QuickBooks for your accounting I, I gotta say this is a route to go because this integration fills in those missing holes for you to sync all your sales customers and payment data to QuickBooks to streamline your accounting. Plus, it also syncs inventory and products both ways on both platforms. When using MyWorksync, it takes care of that data entry that would otherwise take hours to input manually. And whether that's you doing it or your accountant doing it, you are going to save tons of time on that. It's compatible with QuickBooks Online Desktop Pro, Premier, and Enterprise, and Point of Sale. In a nutshell, this will make your accounting effortless and save you tons of time. It also gives you the needed accuracy in your accounting that we all know is very important and critical. And it's easy to set up and use. So keep on top of one of the most important pieces of your WooCommerce shop. Go to myworks.software and you'll find it under their integrations, or you can download it directly from the WooCommerce.com marketplace. And now back to our conversation. One question I did want to ask, uh, you have four WooCommerce plugins, and I'm familiar with all four. I've written about them, and they're all excellent plugins. But which one do you feel is the most popular or the one that has been maybe even number-wise, uh, one of your big sellers. And why do you think that is? In terms of numbers, uh, I would have two best sellers because they are almost neck and neck, uh, uh, neck to neck. Uh, one is uh, the Inquiry Pro plugin. That is the Product Inquiry Pro plugin. 
and i re- i believe the reason why it is uh, uh, higher on revenue side is because it is backed up with a free plugin so the, it's a freemium uh, plugin right so people have a very easier entry into the plugin right we typically tend to see higher conversion rates uh, from freemium products if they are good products then people will uh, if, if you have a good free product then people will buy your premium product right that's that's the typical tendency that we've seen and the way our market is actually laid out also uh but the product that uh, i believe uh, you know again very close to this product in terms of revenue numbers uh, and has the maximum potential is the customer specific pricing that we have it's uh, you know it is it is basically a dynamic pricing plugin uh, and when we actually started with that plugin we did not really know that dynamic pricing is the category so we named it customer specific pricing because you know we were thinking about what about those old time customers whom whom you want who to whom you want to offer things and, and you know uh, make sure that uh, they remain your patrons for a long a long time so uh, that plugin in because it's a it's a category that is unique it deals with pricing uh, has the biggest opportunity because then it can fork out into multiple different directions you know it could be combined with offers it could be combined with discounts and if you really look into it you could typically create a funnel flow also from there so opportunity wise it gives it will tend to have the maximum opportunity as as and we are kind of forming up our plans uh, for the roadmap and vision of the product along those lines yeah and i've never really had anybody say the reason behind a freemium plugin being exactly the reason you explained as far as that can often be a bestseller because people and and I've always wondered what that transition or if that's uh, if it's a majority of people that use a free plugin end up segueing into the premium version and obviously from your your statistics or your analytics that that is a case a lot in that especially for that one plugin. Yes, absolutely. You have to. In fact, uh, why did I say that? There are again uh, things that you have to do on the plugin side. From the internals of that plugin, you have to kind of uh, make sure that it uh, seamlessly transitions to the uh, pre- premium version of the plugin, and it starts implanting the fact that well, you know, I I would like to have that functionality, but I don't have it because it's in the premium plugin. So maybe next time it's okay. Maybe next time, but then. because it keeps uh, you know uh, they keep seeing that they they then feel like oh maybe i should get it now i i like this plugin that follows suit of what i do i i would say that almost every plugin i start with free that does have a premium version i end up moving to sooner or later because something entices me you know it's i i'm, I'm if i've used it over a period of time i obviously like it something else will be like okay this will come up and yeah now i need to move to it and and sometimes it's a matter of days you know i get a free one in and oh man i should have just bought it in the first place because that's what i needed was this 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 and this was a good bait and and that's a nice way for you to be able to try out a plug in too. Yeah. That's right. In fact, you know, Bob, the thing over here is, you know, people actually are looking for uh, things that they can trust. You know, when you want to deal with people, you want to deal with people you trust. So it's the same way with products. Okay. And and when you trust someone or something, then your inertia comes uh, you know, to the advantage of the person who's selling things to you. Okay. because you are familiar with the interface you are familiar with the way it is laid out right now you are thinking to yourself well, you know who's going to take the hassle of actually trying out a new plugin 
what if they have a completely different interface well i'm now got, i've gotten used to this uh, let me just continue it's only a matter of maybe 50 dollars okay well, i'll spend that uh, money i love hearing i mean there's there's so many different aspects to your business and and brad touched on a lot of it um is there anything else brad that you really wanted to ask before we um you know kind of move into announcements and and the close of the show yeah i'm curious um how'd you how'd you learn to build plugins again <laughs> that's a good story yeah i <laughs> so we, we learned to build plugins by buying the the book uh, that brad had written and uh, i'm so grateful to him for having written that book and it is because of that that we actually started our journey on the plugin path thanks brad that's great that's great thanks for sharing um and thanks for supporting the books. I love hearing stories like that, whether it's, you know, to help a business to grow, to do new things or just because people are interested in it. But that's, that's the reason we wrote it and uh, are writing the second edition, which will be out next month. So it'll be a good refresher for everybody to check that out and get some of the newer stuff like Gutenberg and REST API and all that good stuff. But uh, yeah, thanks for sharing. That's cool to hear. Yeah. And it's good to hear that he's been so successful. So that that has to be part of it. And um you know, this is, we can actually, it's too bad you can't attach an audio to the book because we could use this for a um, <laughs> a nice intro. So when you, when you build that site for your new, um, newest book, which I'm, I'm sure you're busy doing um, not, but <laughs> if you do, we can, we can pull out this and have that as a, a nice intro for your um, the reason to buy the book. Yeah, that's great. Well, as we dive into announcements here, uh, one thing I wanted to have is Rowan share something he has going over at Wisdom Labs, and it's very timely with what's going on right now. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that, Rowan? Yeah, so uh, so I know these are tough times uh, for everyone out there, and uh, uh, you know we were we were thinking what we could do to participate uh, and uh, you know do our bit. To, for the community so when we were uh, thinking about it we realized that well you know at this point of time a lot of people especially the not-for-profits uh, healthcare government uh, organizations or anyone generally who would actually be facing financial problems right they would want to achieve something in life but they may not have the wherewithal to actually uh, you know go and make investments and maybe at, at this point of time even a few uh, few hundred dollars would matter so we thought hard about it and we said, well, how about we actually offer a cost benefit to people who want to use our products? So, so we've launched a support package uh, where we are actually offering 50% cost benefit on all our products, be it e-commerce or e-learning and the related services like consultation for those products for anyone uh, from not-for-profits, healthcare, government organizations, or from any business in general who have a need all they have to do is just fill up a form on our site and uh, we will honor that request uh, with a 50% uh, markup for on our you know, on our price that's awesome yeah yeah and that's a great opportunity because what you offer is exactly what people are looking for right now too the learning management and online commerce so um you're you're offering the the jewels right now it's like this is this is what's in demand now, the thing I wanted to touch on as far as announcements, uh, and it's kind of a little bit with the timing. We're just a bit off here 
as far as when we're recording and releasing, and that's WooCommerce 4.1. And I know that there's going to be some, it's a minor update, but there's a couple things that will be worth mentioning. So I'm going to go ahead and push that on over to the next episode, which uh, Jonathan and myself and who our guest will chat a little bit about that. So we'll leave 4.1 there. And what I'd like to do is have Brad go ahead and wrap up the show. Yes, sir. Let's do it. So um, let's definitely thank our sponsors. My work's QuickBooks Sync for WooCommerce. We use QuickBooks. <laughs> Trust me. Any, any way you can automate getting data into QuickBooks, um, you should because it's already a, a beast as it is. <laughs> so last thing you want is more manual work on your side. So check that out. Um, also wpsecurityauditlog.com and take a listen to the episode. Um, I believe was it last week, Bob, that that was on? Cause I was not on that. No, it wasn't last week. So let me check that out. And when Bob's looking at that, we also want to thank woocommerce.com, um, as our community sponsor. Um, we love everything about them and that's why we do this show over at woocommerce.com. Yes. Found it here three episodes ago. Number 49. Number 49. So check that out if you want to hear a little bit about the the product and the business and, and how it works. Um, definitely looks like, a uh, you know, I'm a big fan of logs because <laughs> it can can really help with the finger pointing when something goes wrong. You can just say, nope, it's in the log. This is what happened. So um, it's a that's a good one as well. So definitely subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app. Sign up for Woo News Post or podcast. Become a friend of Do The Woo which I'm now a friend, right, Bob? You only asked me to do that. Yeah, you are a friend. You've, you've been a friend for a long time, but now you're officially a friend, you know. We were just kind of unofficially <laughs> yeah. friends. And, now and also Wisdom Labs is a friend too. So so I, I'm surrounded by friends today. This is just amazing. Hey, there we go. So check it out. If you go over to bobwp.com, check out all the episodes, and there's a link if you want to become a friend of the show. Get some info and links on you out there. So what I miss? Anything? Excellent. Why don't we, um, where, where can people find you, Rowan, on the web? Where's the best place for them to connect with you? Okay. So I have my Twitter handle that is uh, twitter.com slash forward slash Rowan Takre. And uh, you can also definitely always visit my website. That's wisdomlabs.com and uh, check out our products and services. And we would be happy to help you. If you need any help with WooCommerce, please just drop in a line. Awesome. Excellent. Well, Brad, that is a wrap. And thanks, Ron, for being on the show. Yeah, thanks so much, Ron. Thank you. Thank you very much.